my mom was being arrested um, throughout one in one of the escapes. The North Korean refugees was running from Chinese border to Mongolian border, and my mom was leading them that that way. She got arrested and been put in prison and sentenced for ten years of organizing illegal transgressing transgressing the borderlines. This is. Let's go 360. Your entryway into where and how the gospel is being spread around the world, here, near, and far. Presented by Christ Church of the Valley, also known as CCV. One church with locations across the greater Phoenix area with plans to expand wherever God wants them to go. For more than 20 years, our host has committed his life to this cause. Here is your host and lead missions pastor of global and local missions at CCV, Larry Fraley. Welcome to another episode of Let's Go 360. While the time is flying by, we are here in November, getting ready to wrap up the year. This is episode 42. And so for our listeners, I'd encourage you to stay tuned. So sometime in mid-December, we're going to announce season two. And we have some exciting podcast guests and interviews planned for 2023. But today, we have a special guest. Jacob Park worked with us here at CCV for a number of years. He is now working in China for an organization called CRAM. And CRAM is an organization that reaches out and helps those that are suffering some difficult times throughout Asia. He works through in China and North and South Korea, Cambodia, and the Philippines. And so we're going to talk to him today about what God is doing through CRAM. And so just a little bit about Jacob before we get started. You know, Jacob was a part of our missions program here at CCV as an intern. Now, he was born and raised in a Christian home in China, and he joined a mission organization called Christ Reaching Asia Mission. We call it CRAM. When he was 20 years old, and he served as a volunteer coordinator for mission and humanitarian works in North Korea, China. Later, he studied at Johnson University and Arizona State University. And as I mentioned, he interned here at Christ Church of the Valley. And after obtaining his bachelor's and master's degree, he returned to CRAM and serves currently as the COO. Now he's working inside China due to pandemic and travel restrictions. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. Very glad to be here today. Yeah, well, it's it's getting uh, pretty late there over there. What time is it? Uh, 11.50 p.m., almost midnight. Oh, well, 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 I'll try to keep you up, so don't fall asleep. And uh, I know the weather is changing here, and uh, I'm assuming it's getting colder there in China, right? Yes, we're in the low 20, uh, 20s and 30s, around that. Wow. Now, you're working in what city? Right now, I'm in Qingdao, China. That's on the east coast, uh, on the northern side. We are about uh, 45 minutes fly away from Seoul, Korea, and about uh, mm, two-hour fly to the border where I used to work between China and North Korea. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, how you kind of grew up and, and got involved with CRAM? All right. Well, like I said, I was born and raised in a Christian family here in China. Uh, throughout my uh, growing my days of growing up, uh, being Christian was not something uh, being praised of. 
So I was being criticized uh, because my beliefs. But when I turned 20, God had decided for me to uh, dedicate my life for full-time ministry. And uh, through some church connections, I started working with this couple, uh, CY and Patricia Kim, missionaries from the United States and work in China at that time. And they have a special school, which is a designated school for disabled kids. And uh, through working in China, they, the doors were open for them to work in North Korea. And that's how I got involved. Uh, since I was, I was, uh, since I am Korean Chinese, I speak both Korean and Chinese languages, which I could provide some assistance for the missionary couple to work both uh, in China and also in North Korea. And of course, North Korea is a country where religious freedom is forbidden. Uh, we were not able to go in there and plant churches and baptize people as we wish we can. However, through providing humanitarian aids, we were able to spread the gospel without a word, but by showing how much we love them and by be, being there when they needed us the most. And uh, somehow my family got involved with helping North Korean refugees who escaped from North Korea and they were hunted in China because they are called illegal immigrants. Um, I think we're all very familiar with that terms here in the States now. My mom was being arrested um, throughout one, in one of the escapes. The North Korean refugees was running from Chinese border to Mongolian border. And my mom was leading them that, that way. She got arrested and been put in prison and sentenced for 10 years of organizing illegal transgressing transgressing the borderlines. Um, that's when I was working with a missionary couple and uh, I had to uh, find lawyers for my mom and uh, appeal to the higher court and uh, trying to tell the government and authorities she didn't do that for money. She was doing that out of her faith. And God was mighty and uh, powerful, and even above the earth, earthly authorities. So she got released just Last over a little bit over over years of being arrested, and we were really happy about her release. And because of that uh, experience, I know God is in control, no matter what kind of dangerous we're facing and what kind of uh, work that we do. As long as we are serving Him, He will protect us and He will grant us the freedom and the free passage when we need to. And that's basically wow. how I got involved with mission work. Wow, that's that's amazing. And, and you know what what I know about Cram because I've uh, obviously been associated with them for a number of years now, and had the opportunity to travel to China and work with CY and Jacob um, in their ministry there, and had the opportunity to actually go into North Korea and with CY where we took some rice to different orphanages in, in North Korea and was allowed access uh, because of uh, humanitarian work that we were, were doing there at the time. And um, so this organization is, how should I describe it? Brave, has the courage of a lion and not afraid to go into places where they are not welcome and could be persecuted in order to, to spread the gospel. And so my experience in North Korea was eye-opening as I saw 
how what could have been a bad situation, God protect us and get us in and out of there at the time. So uh, Cram is known for that. What, what kinds of ministry and, and uh, parts of the world are you working in now, Jacob? Well, well North Korea shut its borders uh, due to pandemic in the early 2020s. It's been almost, um, say, three years. Um, however, we are still semi-active in North Korea. We couldn't send anyone in because the borders are closed. But they are connections still. Um, we still support over 300 families inside North Korea, that including husband, wives, and children. Um, through some underground channels, we're able to send funds in and to purchase supplies and food and coal and to help them throughout the most difficult times of their lives. Their lives were already difficult, but now it's just worse. And now we expand to countries like Cambodia and the Philippines. Uh, in Cambodia, we work with the local and uh, international missionaries um, to operate a Christian school where there are 180 children who study uh, Bible as well as earthly knowledges so that they can be a useful um, workers for their own country, maybe in the future to, to study in Bible schools and seminaries. And the Philippines, um, we started work there six years ago. Now we have 22 churches planted and over 3,000 participants who goes to uh, churches and other uh, religious Christian-related activities. We also started wow. children's sponsorship. Um, we help 300 children uh, every month, providing them uh, food, uh, medical care, as well as education opportunities. So, and they are from the slum areas. Uh, most most likely, they would end up in uh, um, we call human trafficking or uh, forced uh, post prostitution for girls and boys, tied to gambling and stealing and fighting. So we were uh, through Christian love and our uh, efforts, we were able to help them to set their path straight uh, through knowing God and studying Bible and memorizing God's words so they can have a brighter future. And so this is in the Philippines? This is in the Philippines, yes. Yeah, there's some amazing work going on there. And for those of you that uh, are interested in finding out more about CRAM, you can go to their website at cramworldwide.org, and I will include the links to their website in our show notes as usual. Now, there's also work going on in Cambodia, and um, and, and to my understanding, Jacob, I, I still think, and I might be wrong here, that you are still working with um, with with people that actually have leprosy. Is that right? That is correct. Yes, we build a, a colony or village for the people who have leprosy because it, it is a contagious disease and they are being outcasted by their own communities where they are originally belong. So we build this village for them. They can live uh, in a self-contained way. They farm and they raise cattle and we provide medical care for them so they are being treated. They are no longer contagious with the proper medication. And uh, 
some of them still able to work, uh, some of them cannot. But the food and supplies are being sent there uh, regularly. Uh, it is quite challenging uh, during the pandemic. Um, cities are blocked down and food are very hard to get. But uh, with this village, uh, they're not facing as much as the danger and uh, as much of the discrimination as they used to be when they were living outside the city limits. Um, mm -hmm. We are trying to help more, but uh, uh, we are going to have to wait until pandemics over in this part of the, uh, the world to be able to discover more people with leprosy. Wow. And you, um, I know you, you also have a, a Christian school there, right? Uh, some, somewhere there in Cambodia. Yes. Where's that at? Uh, it's in, um, Stang Chuang. Sorry, my mm -hmm. Cambodian is not that great. I don't speak the language. <laughs> now, Stang Chuang Christian School, um, started by a, uh, Canadian missionary, um, he built that school to help uh, little kids anywhere from age five or six up to 18 to provide opportunity for them to receive education. In that school, they can learn English language, which is a rare opportunity for even children who go to public schools. And they also learn about the Bible and Taekwondo, I believe so. And uh, they also learn about music, how to worship God with their beautiful voices, and how to preach Bible uh, during the weekends. And they also learn about some uh, work skills, uh, because in that part of uh, Cambodia, it's quite poor. It's about seven hours drive from Stang Trang, sorry, from Penapen, the capital, to Stang Trang. And it's a bumpy road with dirt, no pavement. And that area is filled with uh, a lot of poverty as well. Uh, we call them kids beyond the woods. And with this school, they are going to be able to receive all the way to up to high school level education. And if they wish to go into colleges, we, we have scholarship for them for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, for, for our listeners, uh, CCV also has mission partners in Cambodia. Rafa International, you may recall on episode 21, where Stephanie Freed was interviewed. And so uh, for those of you that are interested in uh, Cambodia and in the sex trafficking work that we've partnered with, uh, check out episode 21 as well. Now, I, I'd like to know about Sharon House. Can, can you tell us about that? Yes. Sharon House is a project to protect girls from sex trafficking in the Philippines. Um, their statistic, statistic shows that uh, in the Philippines, uh, there are over 300,000 girls who are uh, being forced into sex trafficking. Um, half of them uh, on the streets of capital city, Manila. And where we work, it's called Bacor City. That's only 20 minutes drive on a good day from the capital city, Manila. And uh, Bacor City is also the largest slum in the Philippines, talking about over 300,000 people living in a, site, a city so small, probably the size of uh, three of a CCV main campus, something like that. And they all mm -hmm. live in bamboo shoes. 
uh, above the water because they don't have any money to purchase land to build their own houses. And the uh, Philippines is a Catholic country, so they don't allow uh, birth control as well as uh, abortion, which is illegal in the Philippines. Families can have up to 10 or 12 kids, and, uh, and girls are being valued very low in their, in their culture. So a lot of girls, um, they are pretty much on the, um, uh, depend on themselves when they turn six or seven, and their fathers are usually uh, either drunk or gamble or still put in jail. So only mom is trying to take care of as many children as she could by working as a sewer or clean houses, making two or three dollars a day tops. So a lot of these girls are being taken advantage by the older men in the community or in the slum um, just by giving her a dollar or two, they can do whatever they want with her. So we decided to change that situation for the girls. We started this new project called Sharon House, where we identify girls who goes through our churches and who shows they have they are passionate to follow Christ and they're truly in danger. If they are not being protected, they may end up on the streets at night of Manila or being uh, taken advantage by the men in their own communities. And now we have about 12 girls being uh, protected by the Sharon House. And we're definitely in need of volunteers who can provide counseling, who can provide training and education for the girls in the Sharon House because they all have dreams. They want to be teachers, nurses, flight attendants. They all have very bright dreams, and they're very smart girls. Um, we want to help more of these kind of girls in the Philippines, but our resources are very limited. Thank you. Now, that brings me to the next um, topic, and that is how can we engage and participate with CRAM? At uh, pre-COVID, we had mission trips that we would actually go there. Are, are mission trips now opening back up? Yes. Philippines just uh, announced they are opening their borders um, earlier this year in 2022. Um, if you know anything about the Philippines, it is a country's uh, Philippines economy heavily depend on tourism. Um, Right now, they're allowing foreigners to go into the Philippines with a 48 hours COVID negative test. And so we're inviting all the churches and all the people who are wanting to um, be part of the Great Commission, which follows the CCV's Wintrinsent model. They can go to the Philippines and uh, worship with our churches and teach Bible and teach Sunday schools, as well as counseling our girls, or if you're a man, you can help build the houses, repair those bamboo shoots, as well as uh, play basketball and, and the other sports with the boys who are at our Bible schools. And there are just a whole lot of things to do, and it will be an eye-opener for you when you go to the Philippines, because most people go there for pleasure. Go to the casinos and go to the right light districts, you're going to see the true face of the Philippines where people are actually suffering. Well, we'll follow up with you, Jacob, and I'll get uh, uh, Heidi and Anna, our 
mission trip coordinators here in touch with you so that we may get something on the books for next year. We are opening up big time for mission trips next year. We're back to pre-COVID numbers in terms of people attending on mission trips. We just announced uh, a mobilization uh, effort that will mobilize our medical sector here at CCV. And so we're excited about that. But we'll we'll get together and try to figure out how we can get trips planned. How about China? Any any trips opportunities there? Well, China is a different story. Um, right now, the government is very strict on how many people can come into the country. Um, everyone is uh, hoping this will change in the coming year. Uh, however, we don't see any possible sign signals the government is sending out. Um, most cities in China are still shut down or partially shut down. COVID uh, cases are surging in China due to the cold season, flu season is coming up. Uh, everyone is required to get a daily COVID test right now. And traveling different cities are forbidden or discouraged. Um, I don't even know if uh, any foreigners uh, can come in just for a short visit uh, as, as tourists or even as businessmen. Uh, let's keep our careers up and we'll see if God can change the situation in the short and the near future. Well, so did I understand you to say that people in China are required to get daily COVID tests? Yes. Wow. So that means every day you have to, now are these self-administered? Surely no, they have to be. Uh, right? No. So you go to street corners where there's a huge line of hundreds of people waiting in line to get COVID tests. I don't know if that's really helping the case or not. Yeah. Well, that's probably another podcast <laughs> in itself. Now, the other way I know you, you at one time could get involved with CRAM is through your uh, residency program, where you could actually go and um, take a midterm or midterm trip where it's it's not short term, but it's and it's not long term, but it's a what was it? A couple of months or so. Is that is that available? Yes. Our original plan is you can spend your whole summer vacation if you're a student or uh, up to three months with us with the residency program. And we will send you to uh, two or three countries, and um, which include uh, Cambodia, Philippines, South Korea right now, maybe future China, and so that you can be an English teacher in some wealthier Asian countries like South Korea and China that can make enough funds to support your entire trip so you don't have to worry about raising funds. Once uh -huh. you work there for a month or a month and a half, make, make enough money to buy your tickets to the Philippines and Cambodia and support your six weeks work there. Uh, you can pay your own food, your own board, uh, lodging and you can work with our own missionaries and uh, as well as our, our other volunteers and also teach English, play sports, take care of the boys and girls, and uh, learn about the different cultures. I think that will be a life-enriching experience for everyone. Oh, for sure. We're going to have to look into that more and make that available. What's the age limit? What What's the age limit on, on that kind of a trip? Well, um, we don't want to put a huge uh, age limit on that, but uh, we want you to be energetic. We want you to be... Uh, passionate about teaching. 
So let's say if you're an experienced teacher, you can go there if even you're 70 years old. But if uh-huh. you are... Uh, I- uh, what about on the younger side? So is this is this is uh, probably not a trip for a high schooler to go on during the summer? Probably correct? not. We are we're encouraging yeah. uh, at least college age uh, yeah. boys or girls yeah. to, to go there. Yes. Yeah. Well, Jacob, as we as we wrap up here, um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, how how can we pray for you? Thank you. Um, well, right now the biggest need for me is to be able to travel internationally. Um, I need to get my passport, I need to get my visa, and all of that I have to wait in line until the government decides it is safe for the Chinese citizens to travel internationally and back. Mm-hmm. And second is for me to, uh, to serve my purpose as a full-time missionary here in China. Church gatherings are being forbidden um, under, under the excuse of COVID. And uh, a lot of church works are also being put on, um, I guess, hold. Uh, we don't know when that will be changed. But mm-hmm. I, was, I was really adamant trying to get involved with a lot of uh, uh, local ministries, work, uh, going on a mission trip to, to South China or where there are tribal areas. But it seems like it, this is really challenging. So um, let's pray about more opportunity for me to work in China as full-time missionary. I, I know one thing I'm going to pray for you about, and that is that heat comes to your apartment complex there. <laughs> you were, no, Jacob was telling me earlier that uh, the weather is getting cold, you know, 20 degrees, and the apartment complex has not turned on the heat yet. And so apparently they control when they turn on the heat and turn it off. And so let's, let's pray that uh, Jacob doesn't freeze um, and that they get that heat turned on for them. Well, Jacob, thank you for for joining us again today. Give give our my best to CY and Patricia. I haven't seen them in such a long time. I just uh, got back from ICOM last week and uh, saw the cram display, and I'm oh, I wonder if Jacob's here, and of course you're not, and uh, so I miss you. So you need to get that passport, get on a plane, get to Phoenix where it's warm, and uh, we'll catch up, my friend. And I always miss Phoenix in the, in the winter times. But thank you, Larry. Very glad to be here. And God bless you all. This is Let's Go 360. Your entryway into where and how the gospel is being spread around the world, here, near, and far. Presented by Christ Church of the Valley, also known as CCV. This has been Let's Go 360. Your visibility into what God is doing worldwide as we talk with those living out the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandment, so that we'll stand with the great multitude before the throne when the mission of God is complete. May God bless you as we go and send those here, near, and far. Thanks for listening.